Welcome in to the Amon Green Show, sponsored by Doors Plus on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Looking Green, all by himself. 20, 10, touchdown. 98 yards and a Lambo leap. Here is your host, Amon Green. <laughs> What's up, Harrison? How you doing? Welcome to the Mind Green Show. This is your host, Mind Green. Got my man Harrison on the ones and twos. So, what is good, sir? In Lincoln, Nebraska. Doing good. Still a little disgruntled over last night's basketball game for the men's team. Uh, there's a few ways oh, to yeah. go about that. Definitely, the guys had a chance to go ahead and win it on their own. You can argue yeah. the refs didn't help. There's plenty of storylines in that game. I think I think both are a little at fault there. wasn't wasn't happy with the refs, but definitely wasn't necessarily happy with the offensive rebounding either but nonetheless if you guys ever want to join the show 402-464-5685 Amon Green how's it going with you man doing good here I'm sitting in uh, Las Vegas and uh just uh right now just taking it easy not much going on but over the weekend was a, a great experience uh it was a part of an event called Gamer Fest that was produced by Rally Cry and in the venue of the Luxor Hotel Hyper X Esports Arena and uh, watched them play some high school players compete in um, Madden, some Madden competition, and they got some jewelry. They, the winner got a, a nice little fat little ring, similar to what Pat Mahomes and Brock Purdy are fighting for this Sunday there. So they got a nice little championship ring for the winner. There was his uh, name was um, Ashton, and he's a he's a senior, so he's on my list of players to keep on uh, my list for. Uh, he's on my list of players for to recruit. So we're talking a little bit Madden. And everything and then the great thing about the trip was uh my students that was able to tag along so we had a couple students from the esports club and club teams uh jaden that is the team manager for the call of duty and z who is the uh, president and helps out with legal league of legends a little bit and so they got to see an experience behind the scene um, of production of a big production event so the cameras the studios the mic check and all that fun stuff they got to go through yesterday and so they're headed back to nebraska now but the whole thing is to get here recruit you know let it be known that we're trying to you know recruit esports players from all over the country mm -hmm. so even the west coast but then for the students here that was with me and also abby Heyman was my uh, grad assistant for the intro to sports media class that i had back in fall semester she was able to stick along and get some you know full experience and everywhere um, and elsewhere, too, for herself. And then my daughter, um, one of my daughters, I have four of them. One of them was able to tag along, too, to help out with content creation, taking photos and videos of of us and all the and create new memories, basically, mm -hmm. and uh, get some experience for herself. Well, so it was a full weekend um, for everyone, including myself. And I'm going to stick around uh, Vegas for a few more days to catch some events. I'm doing a women's football camp on Thursday. Um and I uh, can't wait to do that. I'm doing that with Jen Walter, the first NFL female coach that was uh, hired by Bruce Aaron, his coaching staff, when he was a head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. So it's a camp put on by her. And there's going to be a lot of young women that want to learn how to play football. So I'm super excited about that on Thursday afternoon. So that's I say that's my day so far. And then that's <laughs> later in the week for me here, Harrison. So as always, a lot of stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, you got a lot on your plate, though, but Vegas should be a good time. And talking about getting the, some of your team used to the lights, Vegas is probably the best way to do it. Lots of distraction, uh, side things yeah. that you can lose your focus on. But nonetheless, 
what else do you got planned down here in Vegas? Is there anything you're really looking forward to? Because I know, I mean, you're in really mm. just the sweet spot to be if you're a sports fan. Yeah, I mean, just to participate, there's a lot of NFL alumni events going on. Actually, that event was sponsored by the NFL alumni. And the big goal for the NFL Alumni Association is to reach out to kids. Mm. And so every program from football camps to educational uh, learning uh, symposiums or panels, that's what the NFL alumni players try to do. And, and really across all sports, uh, NFL, Major League Baseball, basketball associations, they try to risk out to the young, the youth, because the youth is going to some of those players or some of those that youth, youth will be eventually NBA, Major League Baseball, football players. So always reaching back and giving, um, I say, a good reach out to the communities that they live in or they that they reside in now, because mm -hmm. obviously they're we just got NFL here in Vegas. We just got the NBA, WNBA here, and maybe the NBA will soon put uh, an NBA team here in Las Vegas. So two pro teams or pro, pro, two pro leagues are here now, or actually three hockey as well. almost forgot about the Golden Knights. So having that and where they got to, you know, have that, I say that a uh, nonprofit uh, drive inside of them to help out the youth of, of Las Vegas so they could show them, hey, look, if you want to be a, a basketball player, a women's basketball player, NFL player, a hockey player, you still, um, this is the way you do it. And with the NFL alumni sponsoring this event, along with some other great programs, um, one of my former teammates for the Houston Te uh, Texans, Marlon Greenwood, or um, yeah, Greenwood, he was here. He's a president chapter of the NFL, of the NFL alumni chapter that's here in Las Vegas. So seeing him for a long, I haven't seen him since like, man, 2008. So seeing him was great. And that he's that he's the president and doing events that like I said, it's a lot it's all for good cause, helping young kids, young adults to find out, you know, if they want to go into certain jobs and stuff like that. And it was all about esports at the HyperX Arena. So we had a high school um, program that was here on the West Coast that promotes everything about esports and then also teaches like I teach in my class all the job opportunities that's available, not just in esports, but in the technological industry that's out there in the world. And so working with computers, working with technology, working with drones or whatever, just telling the kids and the parents that were in, in I say in there in person, that it's just more than your son or daughter being a great video game player. This is what they're going to also learn on top of that. Just like the skills I learned being a, a tr traditional sport athlete that I had uh, working skills that can transfer over to the workplace. You know, I had drive, determination and uh, accountability and understanding that I got to do, so I got to learn things on my own sometime and just kick and drive and do it and get it done and then ask questions later. And, uh, but, but make sure I understand that it's part of a, a greater whole and sometimes a teamwork and knows how to, you know, and, and know how to be on a team and make that work. Yeah. And you're, you know, kind of talking about that. I was noticing over the weekend, I was looking through some of the Nebraska esports stuff on social media and the production quality I've noticed has been getting really, really good. Along with yeah, competitive yeah. play as well. You guys have been picking it up in terms of competitive actual esports play as well. What do you think's looking oh, right man. now for your team? I mean, you guys production wise and just competitively, it seems like esports the program is really excellent. Yeah. I'll start with the production. So shout out to a few of the members there, uh, Liv and Michael. They have been crushing it. They're looking like what Husker Vision is doing um when they do production. So they put a nice little montage of all our games competing. Yeah. And just saying hey this is nebraska esports this is what we're about and i just saw it xcz the president when she was here over the weekend she showed me on saturday when they got here and i'm like i just i saw i've been I always watch it i always go there and i like it and 
and I just they just posted it, so I just missed that. But I, she sent me the link, and so if you go to YouTube, you type in you type in Nebraska Esports, you can go to their their uh, channel and subscribe there for sure, and then watch the new video. That's pretty much like any video, kind of like what football is putting out right now, or all the sports do. But I say football in particular because you got spring ball right around the corner, mm -hmm. and so they're amping up that their their training right now. So all the guys for the football team are back on campus for for a clock for classes obviously but they're hitting the weight room hard to get ready for spring ball obviously get their bodies back in shape coming off of injuries for any other players and you see the videos of them kind of building that camaraderie you know in the weight room in the in the hawk center working out pushing sleds and all that and that video for us is that is basically hitting the same notes is that camaraderie of us playing and winning and competing and uh having a good time, but also growing together as a team. And the, as I said, the, Liv and Mike, and it's a few other people that I know I'm missing names that it's a team. It's like four or five uh, of the students here at Lincoln um, of the Nebraska Esports program. They do our clips after the games. We send them in. They they chop them up, put some music to it, dress it up, as you saw, mm -hmm. Harrison, and everybody else could go on YouTube and see. And it looks fantastic. So I'm super excited at how things are going there. We're going to eventually, in a number, I say at the start of March, we're going to do our next our, our second media day where we got our jerseys and our hoodies are in now too. And we're going to obviously get some video, get some B-roll and another video is going to be coming out uh, for our hoodies and, and jerseys. And obviously we could use all this for recruiting, send this out to the players that are definitely interested. And the next couple of weeks I'll be offering some players on some, some of our scholarships that we have. So I'm super excited. I've been talking to them. So I'm getting them ready, talking to their parents and getting them ready for all that because then they have to send us photos whatever they want to share of, of what that's going to be put out there on social media when another video is made of what recruits we have coming in for 2024 2025 so it's uh yeah a lot going on yeah. like I, I staying busy constantly <laughs> and stuff like that so yeah definitely staying busy and it's uh it's good i definitely recommend checking it out because you're talking about those videos they're putting together and it's it's cool they'll get the actual conversations the actual call between the teammates and they'll plug that audio in there as well so you can kind of mm -hmm. hear like the live moments of what it was with they're winning that match as they're putting together those highlight reels so definitely uh give them a follow do a lot of great work there and as i said before it's just feels like it's exponentially it just keeps getting better so really impressed there and then yeah. competitively as well seems like you guys are really playing uh some of the better that you have all season. But with that being said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It looks like you're about to say yeah, something. I just add, yeah, real quick. I know one game I watched in particular last week when I was in Orlando for the Pro Bowl event that I did there, I caught the Rocket League game. Mm -hmm. And it might have been a week, maybe two weeks ago. But you, either way, you I turned caught, that around, right? Weren't you struggling earlier on in the season? I remember. And yeah, it, it was because it was a yeah. young team. And, mm -hmm. they, and they got things together. And the last couple weeks, I say three weeks, they didn't won. They beat Purdue or Northwestern by double digits in a <laughs> soccer match. Like they beat them like 11 and 11 to four and 12 to six. And I was like, what? Yeah. And or if you're not familiar, they're typically like a soccer match score. You're not. Yeah. You're not it's rocket league digits. with cars, but a soccer match still, when you get into double digits of scoring, that's impressive. So, you know, you know that means the other team obviously has to get a little bit more work in, but we have obviously put the work in mm -hmm. all the players, even on, on one of my freshmen that I brought in, uh, Travis, and he's on scholarship and he's he hasn't played a whole lot, but he said he's working towards that. And he's been shout casting, um, doing a lot of casting for the team to support it. You know, whatever role, whatever he can do right now until he gets on the starting roster, he's going to do it because obviously he's dedicated. So just talking to him and having him having that attitude, it just this. It, oh, Caleb, excuse me, Caleb, mm -hmm. Caleb. 
Um, so him having when Caleb having that attitude just sounds to hear that saying, look, I'm not there yet, but I'm working hard. Now I'm fasting. It just gives me that. That's what I want to hear, because players saying that I know they have the buy in. They know they got to put the work in to be a starter. And then it just that type of attitude will will spread around. Um, I want that attitude to spread around the esports program for every player so they can understand that, you know, you put in the hard work, you will you will be rewarded, you know, in the end and by being a starter and then contrib- contributing to the team in any way you can. Yeah, and that's the the culture, the winning culture that you find anyone trying to build, right? You got you to work to get that kind of goal if you want to make that progress. Um, but with that being said, when it comes to Nebraska esports, you guys are kind of in that sweet spot. What's what's the next yeah. step? You know, is it consistency? Is it winning a really big tournament? What is that next big step that you want to see for your program? I say the consistency of winning because not only Rocket League, we got Call of Duty. We're playing in two different leagues as well. We're not in the back. Has Call of Duty they started have, up? Like you, you have your full yeah, league starting up? Yeah, Call of Duty started up and they're doing fantastic. They are ranked, I think, somewhere in the in, in all the open like competitors, challengers league and all that. That's like the actual pro league of yeah. Call of Duty. They're like ranked very high, like I don't say top ten or top fifteen or something. Oh like so that. they're so they're ready. That league came out and you guys were just off and running yeah. already. Off and running. We 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 qualified for the I believe it's the CEL. I know if if Clone is listening or Jaden is listening, he already landed in in Lincoln. He could chime in here on the chat and actually you know actually say because he told me yesterday. But it's I had so much going on yesterday. My brain was processing for about eight hours that I did the shout casting. They actually competed in it as well and just lost by three points right at the end of the game in a game of Madden. But Call of Duty's doing well. Overwatch is doing well. We we've had a bye. We got a um we had a bye week last week, but we had our game. We supposed to have a game tonight, but it got postponed to tomorrow. So we play tomorrow. Um, I believe we're playing against Rutgers. And so the last few weeks of all of esports, the only team I'm, I think might have took a loss last week was Valorant. But Rocket League won. Smash Brothers. I'm pretty sure they they won, and then Overwatch won last week as well. So or the week before last. And mm-hmm. so. It's an, it's an, I say we're in the incline. We're, we're, I say we're inclining up right now. We want to keep that trend for us. Like I said, the start of March, we're going to do our media day where we take pictures of all the varsity and JV players. Um, some will have their jerseys. Some will not. That's okay. We'll just get, you know, as we get more funding, we'll be able to raise the capital to get more jerseys for everybody that's on those rosters. But in the end of the day, make sure we all get um, the media day down under our belts. And then we have some, some tournaments that uh, we're going to be planning on our own obviously to start fundraising for the esports program. And so we could do things like travel and have apparel and have uh, whatever we need at, you know, when, ha- when you have funds, we need to go buy something, you could go do it. And you don't have to really fill out for the grants and all that. So we got that going on where everybody is just like, you know, all hands on deck right now. It sounds good when we, when we have conversations in the discord or I see conversations going on in discord, it's all, all about moving forward, getting more clips out, getting practice done. I mean, I remember one night I looked in the Discord, I think it was either Thursday or last Thursday or Friday, and I saw almost every team in a, in a, in a chat talking, That's um, awesome. practicing. And I was like, I love that. <laughs> you know, I just So when I did that night, I just kind of bounced around. I went to Valorant, Valorant's chat. Hey, guys, how you doing? What's going on? Oh, nothing, Coach. We're just getting a couple screen, you know, a couple things in here. Then I bounced out of that, went to Overwatch, talked, you know, talked with them for a little bit. Then I bounced to League of Legends, and then I bounced to Call of Duty. And it was just like – a coach's dream to go in and heal often working and they're Mm -hmm. grinding it out. And on top of that, being college students. So they're well-rounded right now. And you know, this is stuff that I told them to do. You're going to be a college student and, and you're going to be an esports athlete. It's not a, it's not an easy task, but if you're work, if you're, you're you're driven through work 
and ambition and passion about it, it's going to be a lot easier than you think. Yeah. And that's what's been impressive about it. As I think, you know, we, we've talked at the beginning of the year as the esports started up and it was kind of the feeling of we just need some development. You know, there's some some competitions mm -hmm. that we're really struggling in. And I think it would have been fair to say most people would expect like a year two jump, but it's been mid season. Uh, they're really picking up together fast. And with that development, you feel pretty good there. And then when it comes to recruiting, obviously you still want to get great athletes in there. What does your scholarship mm -hmm. numbers look like? How many athletes can you bring in um, in a year for your roster? So I could bring 10 a year okay. um, right now and then partial scholarships. And so right now I have five that I'm definitely going to sign here between now and next week, the end of next week. And so get on the phone with them or get on the discord with them or zoom, talk with the parents and kind of make the announcement to them. And then ask for some of the social media stuff that we're, that we're going to need, you know, you send me your best photo. And then I know everything else about you and you know, what game you're playing and your, your, your role. If it's uh, a Valorant player, they play with, uh, you know, Killjoy, or if it's an Overwatch player and they play Tank with Reinhardt or something like that. So I could give that to the social media team. They can kind of dress it up, you know, have their picture with the Reinhardt or with the Killjoy and their picture. So we're we're planning to kind of blow the top off this thing, just like Hus Husker Vision, and, and be in the same neighborhood as them. When you see our post of the, our recruits coming in, so we have ten every year, and those scholar partial scholarships are twelve thousand, you know, for the whole year for in-state. Uh, players if you're out of state it's twenty four thousand. so it's you know a nice little chip of money and so after that i say my goal after that is to reach for the the full ride eventually down the line here but uh myself uh z the president and uh, some of the other students we're already planning we got some ideas about you know doing some fundraisers and i kind of i kind of nudged um uh, rebecca pearson a little <laughs> bit and said hey i want to let's do a golf event or esports. It's not my it's not my favorite thing to do in terms of playing golf, but I understand why golf tournaments have a big turnout. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're going to plan one of those for the summer so we could definitely bring home um, a big uh, fundraiser for the Nebraska esports program because obviously it'd be outside of, you know, not having a facility, the other other thing that we really truly need and that's one of my goals to get is a bit a big nice budget so we could do a lot of things that the kids like will do. And the biggest thing is travel, you know, between travel and having their own apparel. You know, having a jersey to claim as their own, having hoodies, having backpacks, you know, the, they looked at it as, a, as something they earn, you know, especially when they're on varsity and JV and just being in the club, you know, having that to say, hey, I earned this because I'm in the club or I earned this because I'm on JV and I was a part of the fundraiser. I helped fundraise mm -hmm. whatever capital that we can do. Then that kind of gives the, the kids a stamp of approval and a stamp of confidence like, hey, we helped this program by doing this fundraiser and we want to keep it rolling, too. So. Um, once things, you know, other recruits come in, that we know we have a program that's going to be self-sustaining and can and keep moving on by its own by itself. Yep. And I might be jumping the gun on this because I know you're just talking about getting that apparel. Uh, but I, I've I've said it before. I love your guys' esports logo. I thought they nailed it on the logo design. Is any of that stuff yeah. going to be available to fans if they maybe got a player or even just an esports hoodie? It's like you know what I want to support the team. Can I pick that um, one up? Because or is that still down the road a little bit? It'll be down the road, not far, not okay. far. So once I get things settled in terms of our understanding where I could get a jersey ordered really quick for a player, my next task is then to make sure things are available for for fans and for people that want to support the program. Because obviously that selling that apparel is a fundraiser to its in itself. Yeah. And the more fans that want to buy hood our hoodies, our jerseys, um, backpacks, things of that nature, maybe mouse pad with our logo on it, stuff like that, then that'll help us stay stay afloat and get us where we could do a lot of um events and do things like travel out of town out of state 
to a bigger esports events that because we've been invited to things we had we had to pass on a, a chicago overwatch event actually overwatch smash valorant and rocket league tournament but just funding wasn't there at the time yeah. but right now i told i told i told the to the tournament organizers hey don't um please please invite us next year they actually invited us because they saw the talent they heard about our, our competition and how really good our teams are and so we just declined it just because of financial reasons now but i said my goal is to have a budget to where we could travel and that'll be the first definite destination for us to hit the chicago uh, tournament that we were invited to and it was one in milwaukee as well absolutely i'll be sure to be ordering one because I, I always love those i know the nebraska team does it is it, once they get that apparel set up it's just like a great way to go ahead and support mm -hmm. someone you get the gear with them you know what's going to them and then you get a sweet hoodie or jersey out of it as well but nonetheless yeah. we do got to go ahead and throw it to break here this is the amon green show i'm harrison back here at the studio amon green streaming in uh down there in vegas so don't go anywhere we'll be back right after the break this is the amon green show on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com brought to you by doors plus Welcome back into the Amon Green Show. I am Harrison Arts back here at the 1040 Ticket Studios. We've got the hosts, as always, Amon Green streaming in from yes, Vegas. Indeed. The Super Bowl not too far away. Uh, Amon, before we get to the Super Bowl, though, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about the Lions or Ravens yet. Uh, two tough losses for both fan bases. Yeah. Which loss do you think is worse? Let's just start there. Um, I would definitely have to say the Ravens. That's because it's been something of a storyline for like five years since Lamar Jackson's kind of took over. Yeah. Um, not kind of, but took over as the uh, football, uh, the quarterback for that team. So really his career has been that. And then really since the time they started going to the playoffs and the first conversation was, are they going to make it out of the first round? Because he hadn't, he was only one in three. Mm -hmm. And so he answered that question. They won. Right. So then, they get to they, they get to they win the you know win the game they win the one game get to the AFC championship game and then they lose it and in the in the loss fashion the way they lost the game right play calling mistakes uh, Lamar not being himself uh, making in terms of the plays that happened interception uh, not not running or passing the ball in certain situations from not even judging him but also um, the offensive coordinator the play calling there. So that was, I say that one for those reasons probably hit the hardest. And what he went through in the offseason, all that was drama that was created, one, by the media, but two, it was kind of the team itself. They were taking their time signing a quarterback that should have been signed right away to the contract that he eventually got. So all that just what I think was why that one weighed, that will weigh heavy on Baltimore fans and the players more than the Detroit Lions fans. Like, yeah, it's been a long time, right? They yeah. never won a Super Bowl, never been to a Super Bowl. They got close, but now it's like, they've won so much in the last four years that all that, but 50, 60 years that has gone by of being the, the bottom lickers of the NFC bottom lickers of the NFL, stuff like that is now like for me as a fan, like if I was a, like a, just being a fan of sport, but understanding, like put myself in a, in a Detroit lions fan shoe, I would be like, you know what? I'm good. Like, Hey, they went to the, the NFC championship game. They only lost by three points. They made some mistakes there, but they're all fixable. It wasn't like, Oh my God, mistakes. So from that standpoint, I'm like, you know what? I'm happy about 2024, 2025 coming up. Yeah. Because they're gonna have a lot of players coming back, a lot of young players that have been playing good since they got there. I'm inside. Uh, I'm around Say Brown for one in particular. Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Alabama, and they got Montgomery. I'm still 
amazed how they got Montgomery from Chicago. He's when, such a good back. He's man, a, a cheap, cheap contract, too. They're not paying him a ton exactly. of money. Between that and then he balances, he gives that those defenses something to adjust to because they see Gibbs. He's a slasher. He's young. He's a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And then you get him. You get Montgomery, who's a banger. Like he'll go in the middle and just beat your linebackers up, tenderize them, and then they're all. And then Jameer gets back in, and they so beat up, he runs right around them. So having that combination, that one-two punch of them two in the backfield, along with the receivers that they have, um, the kid from uh, the tight end Porta from Iowa, along with Amin Ross. So he got at least he has what you know, Jared Groff, the offensive line gives Jameer gives all them time to throw the ball and or to throw and run the ball. But Golf has at least two weapons he knows he could get the ball to Porta or Amin Ross St. Brown. You saw him. Those are the, his go-to guys. And then somebody's going to come out of the fray in terms of that other third, that other second or third receiver because you need it. You need sometimes to take that attention on Amin, off, from, off of Amin Ra or off of Porter to make sure they won't just focus and that they'll target those guys because they know golf wants to go there. And so one or two other guys could step up too for next season and continue because I see him again. They're going to be in top of the NFC North, and obviously it's going to be a fun thing because now the Packers – are where they are, right? Mm-hmm. They were a team that wasn't even talked about for playoffs. Then the last two months was like, wait a minute. And they made it to the divisional round against the 49ers, right? So it was just like, man. So the NFC North is going to be fun in 2024. I'm super excited about that. Yep, and the Vikings can't ever really count out. You're not super optimistic no. about them, you know, but the Bears, yep. you just don't know what the Bears are going to be. They have a lot they gonna of shoot them in, They're going to shoot themselves in the foot, though. <laughs> I'm in here I, I caught a little bit of, you know, doing my job, doing some research, a little bit of the draft and looking at quarterbacks. And I'm hearing this conversation of bringing in Caleb Williams over Josh Fields or Justin Fields. And I'm like, see, they're going to do it again. They're going to shoot themselves. In the I think first. that's what's going to happen. I, I There's a number. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't deny that there is a number. But, man, it just depends what everyone's offering you. They have so many options. The worst thing they can do yes. is just fall flat on their face, which is a real possibility. Gonna... We saw the Panthers do that, and that's the boat yes. they're in now. So it's when you have all this opportunity, it's very crucial they don't mess it up. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But in terms of the Ravens and Lions, I'm, I'm with you. Right. The Ravens was a worse loss for me. If you're the Lions, you can talk yourself into – we got a lot of experience. We're one year away. Yep. If you're the yep. Ravens, this was supposed to be the year. Your offense yeah. was clicking. You were blowing out the Eagles. It didn't really matter. Defense was there yep. as well, supporting And that was offense, there for the so. playoff game, too. You only gave up 17 points, and I think that's kind Correct. of the worst thing about it. It's, yes, Mahomes looked good, but they weren't doing anything crazy other than finding ways to get Kelsey open. Um, and Kelsey's just so good at sitting in that zone, too. He'll pick you apart yep. that way, which... Another yeah. thing you can maybe pick apart while they're running so much zone there, especially towards the end when you know Kelsey's a threat. And then offensively, it, I don't explain it to me. Maybe you saw something, but the game plan, like you said, mm-hmm. it's just you just kept seeing Lamar drop back in the pocket over and over and over again. And especially early on, it didn't look like he really had it. Um, I don't know if he was just playing into what had been the scrutiny of people. Maybe it mm-hmm. was in the back of his head is like, man, all I use my legs, I can't right. throw it. Uh, maybe it was just the play calling, but I couldn't fathom why they were so hesitant to run the ball. They were only down two scores at most. Right. I mean, I think it was, but I definitely believe it's definitely an unconscious thing because it was a, it definitely is a trigger for him to always constantly hear that or constantly see it. I'm pretty sure he doesn't watch a lot of news. He doesn't read a lot of news articles about when or when, you know, when they're going to win Super Bowl or when they're going to get out the first round of the playoff. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but as a player, it does kind of sneak in 
every now and then and you don't really know it's there affecting you especially um, today so, it's, it's social media is but, everywhere yeah with social media too also in your face like i grew up where i just had the tv and the websites which if i was on a computer i was sending emails and then turning it off and if i was watching tv <laughs> i was watching a movie and I watched an ESPN highlights of games, and then I would turn the channel. I wasn't going to listen and listen to when they when I saw Green Bay pop on the screen, and they were started off. talking about Green Bay off or change the channel. <laughs> I'm not going to get let that get in, even seep into my head. And when I'll go to the locker room chat and after practices, and I'll have the local reporters put the mic in my face and, "Hey, mom, did you hear about this?" And you know, your last game that people were saying, it. I'm like, "No, I didn't even know." Um, but hey, it is. It's football. Sometimes you're going to have a bad game. You know, linebackers punch the ball up. You know, I would go into my kind of my routine uh, talk about when I, if I had a bad game, if I had a fumble and, and what I'm going to do to get better. You know, I'm going to just focus a little bit harder in practice this week. Make sure my player, my teammates, you know, ask my linebackers to punch the ball out a little bit, you know, get more aggressive to help me get better for Sunday for Sunday. And that'll be the end of that conversation because I don't want it to linger in my head and then create something that is not there. And so I was always very mindful of knowing what the media was saying and not saying, making sure I didn't know about it. And I didn't, and then if I knew about it, I didn't care about it because it doesn't affect, I can't let it affect me on my, on the football field. Cause that is my workplace. And I've let, I feel like if I let words that is a narrative from somebody else control me and make my brain think something that I'm not capable of doing, then I let that win. So I was like, no, I can't let stuff like that win. And outside voices come in my brain while I'm, need to focus and be a professional running back and do my job yeah and it's again i just couldn't understand it maybe it was a little bit in the back of his head but yeah you didn't really mm -hmm. see him use his legs at all uh, other than the the throw to himself which was awesome that, that was probably that was, that was great you know I, I saw that and I, and I was like it would be awesome obviously we get this win and you know that's going to be one play yeah. that the commentators people will flash back and say you know along with the victory that the ravens got here you know, Lamar Jackson literally was just about to do anything where he throws the ball, gets tipped, and he catches it. He gets about nine yards yeah. from it, almost gets a first down conversion. But again, in sports, right, there's winners, there's losers. And it's a learning experience here. He can, you know, Lamar could go back and watch this film and say to himself if it was something going on mentally. He could call himself out to himself. He could do this in the, in the, in the privacy of his own home, and that'll help him get better because it's, it's sports. It's at a high level. Everybody's judging every team, every player. They're 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 you know, crowning people the goats before they've even had a a, a, a cup of coffee in in a professional league. You know, football, can, baseball, can I ask basketball. You why why what is it with Purdy where people are so hesitant? It, it seems like when we have the next young greatest thing, we want to reward mm -hmm. them early, like you were saying. With Brock yeah. Purdy, it's been the opposite. People are resisting so much on this kid. Is I, and I get he has a good roster around him. Mm -hmm. um, but I've, I've kind of been surprised by the amount of pushback. Here he is again heading to another Super Bowl, and you're yes. still hearing some of those conversations about this guy being a game manager. Yeah, great. Uh, first of all, great question, Harrison. Great question. Because it's great because you're challenging the narrative of everyone else. Mm -hmm. Because I see a young man. He was, I think even John, I saw a clip that John Lynch said to him, oh, yeah. You're 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 you are Mr. Irrelevant, and we've we've picked you up for you know you're gonna be on the 49 roster when they drafted him way back in like what 2019 or I'm not sure 2020 2019 or something like that. 2020. Um, 2020. Mm -hmm. So he's not the 
I, I would say this about 10 years ago for sure. He's not the prototypical, right? He's not tall. He's a little squatty mm-hmm. um, in terms of quarterback. He doesn't have, you know, I go even further back, the golden locks and all the thing. You used to hear how they describe quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> and so now the only thing he probably don't fit the mode of is his status where he got drafted. That's about it to me. I mean, because a winner's a winner. I went down this road with uh, defending uh, Tim Tebow from time to time because people were on him. And I'm like, wait a minute. Um, this is a two-time national title champion. Um, two-time, I believe, Heisman Trophy winner, if I'm wrong. For and every, for, for uh, Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Three-time. Yeah, two-time two time champion, two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Huh. You know, we could look it up. I think I know one for sure. Let's just say that one for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And all the still criticism he got, and I'm like, I just didn't, you know, I didn't see where it came from. You know, maybe because he was, they try to say, oh, he's acting too, you know, the son of God and all this stuff. And they're like, man, it's his religion. That's something he grew up on. You can't crucify him literally for some believing in something that his family grew up on. Yeah, but as it, a quarterback, it was two you, titles, three Heisman awards. Exactly. And <laughs> it's pretty good. And also, you know, you you then you want to pick apart his throwing mechanics or his his throwing mechanics. I was like, he's is he completing the passes? Yes. To the right team? Yes. So what's the <laughs> you're just creating problems. So the same thing with here is Brock Purdy is literally doing everything his Cal Shanahan is coaching him up on, or whoever his quarterback coach may be. We know Cal's calling plays. So between them two. That's Brock. That's what Brock always and then and that makes it easy for Brock to focus because everybody is against him. So when you have that as an athlete, it's so easy to focus and co- to continue to play better to prove everything and everybody wrong. You know, that would happen to me in 1998 when I fell. A lot of people don't realize I fell to the third round, but I, I ran a 4-140. I was coming on a national title team. Everything said, OK, this kid should go late first round, early second round. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, I fell to the third round. And I had this big chip on my shoulder going into Seattle saying, you know what? There were 32, 31 teams that passed on me two times, three times. And when I get a chance to play against them guys with a ball in my hand, they're going to feel it. It's going to be the players, unfortunately, not the people upstairs that actually made the decisions (laughs) to make the draft pick. So, unfortunately, the defender is going to have to deal with me. And that's the same. I'm not saying that maybe Brock is thinking that way, but I hope he is because everybody has their two cents to throw in. Why? You know, why is it Purdy? Like I said, he's not over well over six. He might as be right at six feet, six foot tall. Right. But he's accurate. Right. In cleats. (laughs) He's accurate, and they, he's been winning. He's been lit. That means he's been paying attention to his coaching. That means he's coachable. For the last three seasons, he has basically listened to everything and took everything from Shanahan and converted that into the awesome gameplay. Other, obviously, when he hurt, he's hurt. You know, he was out when he got hit in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. elbow or the, the NFC. No, the Super Bowl um, against Philly last year. Oh no, no the NFC yeah, Championship game. It was, it was the NFC Championship. Champ. Yep. It was a, it was an yeah, NFC championship game when he got the elbow injury. Other than that, when he's on par, and he had his he in this season, he had his little down games mm-hmm. that they lost when he threw some interceptions. Kind of people t- started to figure him out, but then what did he do? He just kept playing, and they and he adjusted to those teams adjusting to him. And now is that that was the sign for me. He's the real deal because some players, most players, when they come on the scene, don't matter the position. 
I'll say more and more of the office of skill position, running back, wide receiver, quarterback. They come on the scene tight end as well. And then boom, they're 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 game busters. 100 yards here, or three touchdowns there or whatever. And, and then a few weeks go by and then you don't hear nothing. Yeah, they get figured out. The defenses, the defensive coordinators, the linebackers, the safeties, the the D linemen, they all oh, we got them now. We know his gameplay, we know his favorite things to do. But then then when that happened to Purdy, when he got ahead a couple back games, what happened? He came right back at him. And he's now putting up the numbers that he was putting up at the beginning of the season last year and still doing at a high level. So that's the part where people need to stop. Yeah. I and mean, this kid has done it. And if they, you know. For me, this is where, you know, where, you know, being, you know, I'm a member of the media, but I'm not that member of the media. I'm going to continue to kind of nitpick at people. Hey, when he, when a winner is winning, can't hate the play, I hate the game. Yeah. Cannot hate the play, I hate the game. Especially when they're winning you know? at that high of a clip. Exactly. Like, this is the, what he needed to prove to me. He's, he's done it already. Um, I wanted to see it again. I was like, what do you do in another playoff run? I thought last run was great. Yeah. Uh, but obviously we've seen it before, like Nick Foles when he won the Super Bowl. Foles didn't continue yeah. that same kind of career arc. It was just a really good run at a perfect time. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's a Super Bowl again. They're heading there. He's had two game-winning drives alone throughout these playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, I think for Brock Purdy, he's just going to have to win the Super Bowl <laughs> for that conversation. Yeah, for him to stop. Yeah, yeah. kind of like Brady. Or... And that's okay. I'm a 49ers fan anyway, so I'm like, thank you, Purdy. I could go get some 49, <laughs> some new 49ers gear. Well, with that being said, maybe we'll have to talk about that. Chiefs and 49ers next. Just early thoughts. We won't give our pick, but maybe some of the things we're thinking early on as that one's going to take place, Super Bowl Sunday. But we'll take one more break here on the Amon Green Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Doors Plus. Welcome back into the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Doors Plus. Shout out to them for sponsoring the Amon Green Show. And as always, last second comments, 402-464-5685. You can let us know who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl. But Amon Green, uh, mm. initial storylines heading into this one. You've obviously got the Kansas City Chiefs with a strong fan base that has a big chunk of the music industry supporting them as well versus... Yep. Uh, what has been a team that's been just pretty consistent, favored earlier in the season, had a little bit of weakness, as we talked about with Brock Purdy, but it's looked pretty solid, and he's had a couple game-winning drives here. Uh, but it, looking into this game, what do you think is going to be kind of some of the key results we're seeing here? Uh, in terms of the Kansas City Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco has been really cooking for those guys, along with Travis Kelsey. As far as the 49ers, the defense has surprisingly not been as good throughout these playoffs. Yeah, they started slow as a team um, in general. So right now, I say 49ers start fast. You got to start fast because if you don't, Kansas City has the experience, has the advantage because it's been four years since the 49ers have been back in the Super Bowl. And that four years ago was them losing to the Chiefs, these Chiefs almost verbatim, other than a few running back changes in the backfield and defensive changes as well in Miami. So right now, start fast and not saying you got to start fast scoring points but but be solid be that defense be that offense that you put together you know maybe not come away for points on the first drive if you get the kickoff that start off the super bowl but you have a six to eight play drive where you get into your territory and then potentially have a chance to make a field goal if not or kick a field goal if not punt it but then that's okay you make sure you got those six to eight plays going that's what it takes for our offense to get in rhythm then on defense too that first drive for Kansas City, give them nothing. Make sure you're stout, you're in your face. 
Don't make mistakes. Have longer cleats because this was a problem in the Super Bowl last year <laughs> in Arizona. We were just yep. watching a clip on a Sports Center how every every Philadelphia Eagle, a few Chiefs slipping and falling because they don't use screw-ins. Get the screw-ins stocked up today. Today's <laughs> Monday. Don't wait till game day. Get all the seven inch. Get the seven screws in. The seven studs screw in. Got to go if they got to go half inch, three quarters, five eighths. Get them in now. Where. Uh, playing on an indoor stadium in another city similar to Arizona where the field can come become slippery because it might get, you know, some humidity going on or yep. whatever. Get that problem fixed right now. So it's not a problem for anybody on the defense or the offense uh, running or catch the ball. So get that out of state. Start fast for the 49ers because Kansas City, Pat Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, Pachanko, that uh, offense, that defense line, the defenders for them, Chiefs, a lot of those players, I would say, through the turnover attrition of players coming in and out probably seven probably 85 per that 85 percent of that roster is the same roster that was there four years ago so those players and the coaching staff pretty much is there too yeah. probably 90 percent of that coach staff so they already have the experience over them of being at the super bowl multiple times since that last meeting and so right there they have the the mental advantage to come in that gameplay to say hey we know what it feels like to get down and behind 10 points 14 points and we know how to fight back because we've done it before or we know how to keep the game even so make sure um they keep them at bay in terms of that but make sure for them for kansas city that they that's going to be their uh i say their mindset going to that game against this 49er team yeah it, it's going to be interesting i'm definitely going to be intrigued on how does that 49ers offensive line handle that chiefs defense they've been really creative really great in these playoffs in particular mm -hmm. obviously we saw them shut down the ravens to seven couple plays in there as well as Dave Flowers unfortunate fumble there but nonetheless what it yeah. gave up 14 points max uh it's gonna be interesting can they keep Brock Purdy protected and like you said be able to get that first start or yeah. is that Chiefs defense gonna be overbearing right away and allow them to get a lead but that's gonna be it for us we'll talk more Super Bowl as the week goes on that's on Mon Green DeMornay Pearsonell for the Dump Fun Tower up Have next a good night we'll talk to you tomorrow all right